0: a show will be looking at 8 tracks that share a theme This week's theme is Note Perfect Guitar Solos Now as always we want you to follow along to the playlist provided either on Spotify or on YouTube so you can either listen to track 1 as we say track 1 or you can listen to it all before. We don't care, we just want you to have heard the music As always, joined by Katie Sup sluts. <laughs> so, uh, we're now up on iTunes and Spotify, so...
1: I love that the very first word <laughs> on our brand new on Spotify Listeners. podcast is sup sluts. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: So, yeah, welcome. Brand new Mike as well. Yeah, brand Sexy new mic through my audio interface and that. Jeez, what? What were we using to record that before? It my, was it was hidden with a piece of string gonna, of it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you were in one tree house, I was in another. We were all shouting I'm quite radios. a lot. So yeah, this episode took longer than we thought it was. um I'll be honest, one of us struggled a bit more than the others. And that's my fault for picking this list.
1: It's no, 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 no. Let's right, let's not have a relationship breakdown on the podcast, but like mm. I couldn't pick songs and you picked a topic that I really struggled with. Mm. So if you thought that I talk shit in every other episode, wait till you see me try and fill time today. Oh yeah, pig.
0: I'll jump in and help as much as I can.
1: You you actually, you have musical talent. Um, <laughs> I can play the spoons on my knees.
0: Well, that, you know, that is a talent, you know.
1: I can't actually, I lied.
0: <laughs> I lied. Why would you lie about that? I
1: don't know if I the right thing to do.
0: So yeah, I I think i had gone for a theme with Mm -hmm. my, right, I I think my initial idea for this playlist was a theme of underrated guitar solos, and then I realised some of these aren't really that underrated, they're quite well recognised, so I was just like, not perfect will do, not perfect will do.
1: Good riffs. Person play guitar. It's a solo. Acceptable. Fucking riff (laughs) solo. First of all, you can get fucked.
0: Right, I'm first up this week, and I have, I'm afraid, become your old dad. It is Reeling in the Years by Steely Dan. Track 1. 1, 2, 3, 4! That was the dast of Daz, Steely Dan. Yeah, see? That's so funny. With reeling in the ears.
1: I seen a tweet the other day. It was about status quo, but I feel like we can apply it to here. It was uh, Richie Morgan who tweeted that he was listening to so much status quo that he could feel his skin becoming denim.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was turning into the ultimate
1: da. And that's you. You're becoming the denim da.
0: I am, but like, right. You can't deny the solos, and that's our pure face melting. You're melodies.
1: about to get a beaded headdress. No, I, know,
0: I know, my You're granddad. Two minutes away
1: from getting a beaded headdress.
0: You can't deny those sort of face melting solos, though. They
1: made me do a bit of the old head bubble.
0: I know. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you did a wee bop to them as well. I wanted
1: you to know I was listening, so I like to react
0: <laughs> physically. <laughs> so with each solo I picked in this, I tried to steer clear of like really obvious ones that you know, like everybody talks about, like comfortably numb, yeah, or like the solo from Mr. Crowley or Crazy Train, which are yeah. like all some of my favourite solos. Uh-huh. I wanted to kind of highlight ones I don't think are as well known. And to be fair, with Reeling in the Ears, this is probably the most famous solo I've picked today. Mm-hmm. And this and the last song kinda of represent a style of solos. Mm-hmm. This kind of like early seventies kind of guitar Odyssey sound. So you sure. could you know, you'd clash your Leonard Skinners or your uh Neil Young kind of solos in that same category. Sure, right. But I think that is one of the most coordinated, it was really masterfully written, really well choreographed mm. solos. Like a lot of solos can get a bit guitar wanky. They can just be like yes. Zach Wild fucking two hand tap until his hands bleed or like, you know, like 10 minutes later. It's
1: a bit masturbatory, doesn't
0: it? I can't be arsed with that. Nah. Those are clipped. And they have little segments mm-hmm. that go into each other built really nicely. And that's the foundation of a fantastic solo. Okay. And I think that my favourite bit of that is the little... Br- I, like, I don't even know if it's technically a solo. I think it is. But mm-hmm. the little... You know that bit. It's my favourite bit. is when that kicks in and there's two of them playing. One of them doing like a fifth. I think it's like a fifth or a third up. Uh, note-wise I of the same know, of the same solo, mm-hmm. but they're playing completely in sync, mm-hmm. and it's two guitars doing that absolute face melting bit. Right. Before it kicks into like the solo proper, mm. but it's just such a perfect little section. Yeah, yeah. That the first time I heard it as like in recent years, I was like, "That is fucking genius." be prepared for a lot of rants like that on I'm, this episode.
1: It, it's really sad that we don't record a wee video here because I'm mostly nodding.
0: Yeah, you're mostly nodding. I'm
1: just like, mm, yes, interesting. Tell me more about the man touching the guitar with his fingers.
0: Because I'll be honest, the rest of that song, apart, like, I like the chorus. But... Like,
1: yeah, I was going to say you don't like the chorus. Are mm. oh, you reeling in the hills?
0: It's, it's, good, it's good. That's great. <laughs> Sorry <It's> like... everyone. <laughs> like, I, I like the chorus but like the verses are a bit... You
1: know, uh, it just sounds like a. Steely you wouldn't
0: a in the in your hair. It doesn't even sound like a good Steely Dan song. Let's be
1: honest. I, Mr. Dan is upset. Do you know how Steely Dan got their name? How they're named after a dildo in the Naked Lunch. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the, there's a there's a scene in the Naked Lunch where this guy just pure size queens these dildos nice. and Steely Dan was the biggest dildo in the book.
0: Nice, nice.
1: So there you go. Sounds perfectly sensible. Ah it sounds actually similar. a heroin addict's grot adventures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never really had much of a relationship with Steely Dan. Mm. The dildo or the song, but <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Until Jojo came mm. about and obviously Hirohiko Araki named characters after Banshee likes. And I liked most of the bands he was naming, like you know characters after like Dio and mm-hmm. and I can't remember Wamu, mm-hmm. yes, SEDC, yes. Um, but there was a character who like they couldn't call him Steely Dan mm-hmm. in the English release they had to call him Dan of Steel because oh. Steely Dan got litigious yes they just um, called
1: him Large Dildo
0: right Dan of Steel Dan of Steel <laughs> which I don't know I quite like it as a, as a parody of Man of Steel as well the, the but thing like, is as
1: well like with the Jojo translations they can't use any of the, the band names for litigious reasons yeah so like they have to have it's well, like some, when you buy some do yeah because some are just words and Aye. it's not in te- like it's not incredibly obvious but with other ones it's like See when you buy a knockoff perfume aye, aye. of like a brand perfume, so you buy Coco Chanel and it's Coco Pop aye. by Channel.
0: Aye. That's my favourite thing. It's like you know, reading JoJo and trying to work out who the band is. Mm. I was like I, for a while I was like, who the fuck is the But turns out that was just a guy called Jean Pierre Polnareff, yeah. who was a guitarist. Never never really listened to this stuff. J
1: Gyru.
0: J, Roo. J. J. Roo. Well, no, because he's called Centrefold in English.
1: I know, uh-huh. which is fine. j But uh-huh. in Japanese, he's j and I love that more.
0: So what did you think of Reel in the Ears, Katie? Oh, no, here we go. That was all
1: right. <laughs> it's big damn music, isn't it? Uh, it uh, is. Like, like, it's just big damn music. It's... You can see,
0: he had, like, a bunch of... Oh, my
1: father would 100% listen to that in his garage when he's doing some woodworking.
0: You could see... My dad's like...
1: building a, a bird table right now. I know, I know that's for, for a fact, fact he's, he's listening to Steely Dan. I know Dan. for a fact he's listening to Reeling in the Years. I don't even have to be near him to know that he's listening to Steely Dan.
0: <laughs> Fucking bopping along. Yep,
1: just oh, you reeling in the years? those of woods.
0: Like,
1: but that's not from Edinburgh, I don't know how, where that accent
0: came from. Are you reeling in the years?
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I know my father will hmm. definitely have some Steely Dan on the old CD changer.
0: Hmm. What did you think of the solo work?
1: All oh, right, see this is right. I feel the need to explain to the people's where I'm coming from here, right? Mm. So I learned I started learning the guitar when I was 11 years old, right? Mm. As of this day, the 31st of January 2021, I'm 28 years old, mm. which means that 17 years I've had to get good at the guitar. I can play a G chord and I'm really good at that and that's where I left it.
0: No, you you are decent. You can play some riffs. You oh, can play chords.
1: No, 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 no. I am proficient. I am not decent.
0: I would Um, say you were decent enough. You were above beginner level.
1: 100% but if you asked me to take an intermediate level exam I would cry and then run away. Mm. But I think my issue with music, the way my hearing works, I hear everything very flat. Mm -hmm. So I've spoken before about not being able to parse the layers that you Mm -hmm. can hear. But you're a musician so you can pick those out. So a solo... For me, is a means to an end. It's mm. simply a movement in the song. Mm-hmm. I don't really think much about it. Mm. You're asking me what I thought of that. I have very rare emotional attachments to solos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought it was nice to listen to. It's quite jangly. I didn't. I didn't think much of it above that.
0: It's. I like the gain sound on the guitar and mm. that. I I think it's got like a nice tone to it. Yeah. The gain. I think, like in terms of like actual timbre, timbre. You, you, off tone of you know the guitar itself the settings are like nice and clearly mm. set up
1: we just gotta have a wee look and check your virginity's not grown back
0: No, <laughs> nah, like I, I like that solo obviously yeah. otherwise i wouldn't have fucking picked it but yeah I, yeah steely dan if you're an old like me i think you'll appreciate it you but, are
1: a feather. you are a feather. Mm. you are like in your in your heart and soul you <laughs> you you said to me we're jamie and i are trying to move in together we've been trying for three years <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and he said to me the other day, Do I really want a house so I can get a shed? And I looked at him and I thought, We don't even have a flat yet, and you're wanting a fucking shed.
0: I want a of shed. I want a room where I can build things.
1: Well, you can have room in the flat to build things, but I think a shed's out a few dad levels Aye. away from you.
0: Aye. Right. Yep. Introduce your song, your first pick, Katie. I have Hi.
1: My first pick is Epic by Faith No More.
0: Jim Martin right there. Absolutely melting our faces off. An epic by Faith No More. Now Katie, that was your pick. Tell us why. Oh no. Oh no.
1: I'm so not confident in talking about this. But like, okay... You know how every single time we do this fucking podcast, this fucking podcast, in your own head you make up a set of rules for why you're picking the song you're mm, picking.
0: Like I said with the underrated shit earlier. Exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. Right. So in my head it was the songs that when I listened to them in the car, they made me take my hands off the steering wheel and do the air guitar <laughs> and drive with my knees. <laughs>
0: like you're in fucking Bill and Ted. Yeah, like I'm in
1: Bill and Ted. Like I, I genuinely like you can see me hurtling down the M9 at seventy-seven miles an hour, like driving on my knees doing this solo <laughs> on my own like air guitar. Like, fuck the place. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's why I picked it. When I think about solos, this is the only solo that comes to my head.
0: Mm. And it's, yeah, speaking of Bill and Ted, Jim Martin is in Bill and Ted too. He appeals as Jim Martin from Faith No More just before he left the band. He's an absolutely phenomenal guitarist. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, originally on my list, there was a Faith No More song. Which you gave up which I gave so up. that so, I could thrive. So you could thrive and have epic. But I, I, I really admire Martin's guitar work. Mm-hmm. He's such a, he's an amazing guitarist and he knows exactly when to hit beats. And yeah. like the way that that solo is structured, where it rises until the break of the solo um, really kicks off really nicely. And yeah, I was going to pick Everything's Ruined, which mm-hmm. is one of my favourite solos of all time. Like no joke. Sorry. What? No, it's fine. <laughs> His solos are very lyrical. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not too. I'm very good at guitar, listen to what I can play. It's more about how the music works, like the melody and the notation kind of, you know, it flows between.
1: Yeah, like you talk quite a lot about how good Eruption is, right? Yeah. Eddie Van Halen. Thank you. To me, there's a difference between, oh no, I'm about to say something really bad. (laughs) People are going to hate me for this. There's a huge difference between playing something because it fits in Hmm. to the song, like it adds to the song and getting your dick out and just smashing it on the fretboard so that everyone can see how good you are
0: right i would say uh, eruption is like the perfect mix of that though because it makes a song out of just how good he is at guitar Mm -hmm. and i don't Stand for like these big wanky solos particularly well. Like yeah. I cannot be arsed with Zach Wilde. Mm-hmm. I cannot be arsed with like Dream Theaters, like John Petrucci. I can't either. I can't be. You know, like a lot of these people are very talented musicians. Mm. But I just can't be fucked with their uh,
1: But a twenty minute drum solo. I I've got stuff to do. I've got a washing to put on. Saying that like
0: Saying that I do adore in a Garden of which does have like a four minute drum solo in it. Yeah. But
1: but that's been made tolerable by that scene of the Simpsons where In the Garden of (laughs) Eden puts on in the church and then everyone's like putting up the
0: candles. That's a great song though. Like I think I can stand it in that context. Mm -hmm. It's modern I've never been into, like, In Muggy Malm's theme or, like, even, like, Steve Vai and Joe Satriani to a point, I get a bit sick of their stuff. Mm-hmm. There's bits I like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but, you know, like, Joe Satriani's songs, like, Crowd chant. It works because it's lyrical, because it's a crowd chanting the solo back in.
1: Sorry, can I interrupt? Is that like when Freddie Mercury does the do thing?
0: Aye, aye, or yeah, or yeah, it's kind of like that, but like the song's called Crowd Chant. Yeah. You know, you've heard it, it's played at the IHL games we went to all the time. That boo doo 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 Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah.
1: right, right. Is that's, that what that that's is? That's Crowd Chant Thank by you. Steve Vai.
0: Not Steve Vai, Joe Satriani. what am I talking about? But a lot of these like virtuoso guitarists, I can, you know, take or leave, I like them when they're playing with bands. Mm-hmm. I like, um, oh fuck, what's his name? He did the song with Rod Stewart, People Get Ready, Jeff Beck. Right. I like Jeff Beck in that sense, and I like High Ho Silver Lining, but a lot of his other guitar work is just masturbatory. Are
1: you saying that you don't love Santana and Maxbox 20s?
0: No, no, that's that song. Just like the ocean under the moon. I'll, g- I'll give Santana his due, like, he's not my thing, but I can see. He works yeah. because his songs are like the other Steely Dan song, Do It Again. It's that smooth kind of guitar and I think mm. it works in that sense. Right, But its I mean like guitarists whose only music is guitar. So, you know, Steve Vai or Joe Satriani or even Joe Bonamassa. And I like blues, but like that is wanky. Right. I'd rather listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan.
1: I'm doing a lot of nodding right now Uh, because you are mostly saying names.
0: Mostly saying guitarist names. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to Faith No More. Mm. That's a phenomenal fucking song. It is. Mike Patton giving it fucking Yaldi. I mean he had no input in writing that sadly. This is the album that he came and performed on Mm -hmm. really for Faith No More. I think he helped with the vocal lines a little bit Mm. but the songs were already written before. Mm. That's why I prefer Angel Dust because Patton had a hand.
1: Yeah, and Angel Dust has R.V. on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Angel Dust is an incredible album. Yeah. As we've no doubt mentioned on this fucking podcast Many things, before. Many times. yeah. But yeah, I love that solo, and I love the little piano solo at the end.
1: I was going to say, because there was a couple of times over the last three and a half years where we've been taking a short sabbatical from this podcast, <laughs> where I asked you, can I pick a piano solo instead? Mm-hmm. Because like the piano solo and everything in its right place are... Mm. Yeah, by Radiohead is one of my favourites. And I really like the piano at the end of this Mm. because, again, hands are off the steering wheel and I'm like, do, 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 do. My
0: thing is, I think that's a separate list because I could name about 40 piano solos. We're not doing that. (laughs) We're not
1: doing that. I love you and I'm choosing violence today and saying no.
0: (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Slap the dog on the nose and say no.
1: Rub its face in its own pish.
0: I know like genuinely that little piano bit at the end was one of the first things I had sat and worked out in piano because yeah. I was so obsessed with it. I was just like, I need to work out how to fucking play this. It was really, really badly played, mm-hmm. like really clunkily played, but like I, I got there in the end and I was just like, yeah. My
1: name's Damien, I'm so musical.
0: No, I just sat at the piano and hit notes until I heard it. Jamie, I'm kidding because I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but aye, Jim Martin didn't stay with Faith No More post-Angel Dust. Mm-hmm. He had a bit of a with the band, still doesn't speak to them. Oh. Which is a shame because he's great guitarist mm-hmm. and they're all fantastic musicians and they made their best music when they were together. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that they are all fucking impossible to work with.
1: Oh, Mike Patton seems... Utterly.
0: Right. Just
1: insane.
0: Right. So Patton's insane. Jim Martin is a bit pretentious and a bit insufferable. Mike Borden seems very nice. He's one of the few that I I think just sat he's a drummer. Just sat at the back of the band. Uh, Roddy Bottom also seems fairly chill. Mm He's Um, had problems
1: with alcohol and drugs though, hasn't he? No.
0: No, oh, sorry, Roddy Bottom's the keyboard player, that's who I'm thinking of. Yes. Roddy Bottom was very much addicted to heroin. So that like, he would have been difficult to work with. Yeah, And Billy I, Billy Gould also was pretty chill, but yeah. like yeah. Sorry. Am I
1: sorry, am I wrong in saying that like um Roddy Bottom wasn't on King for a dayful for a lifetime
0: as much. He wasn't yeah, as prominent. because he was he, he like, was in he was, rehab right. He was he was in it. Some personal issues. Yeah, he didn't contribute to the writing as much right because he wrote the liner notes for the this is the nerdiest fucking shit there's the most in depth faith no more chat but like i was because i've got king for a day for a lifetime on vinyl Mm -hmm. so he wrote the liner notes for the reissue on vinyl and he basically said yeah it's not my favorite faith no more album because i barely had an input in it Uh because i was going through rehab he also had like a whole thing of like he like came out and stuff and it was quite quite tough and like on, well, on him mentally, I think. I don't know. I don't. He probably got abuse for it, but I don't know. I've not heard much abuse. No. Um. To be fair, like I wouldn't like to abuse somebody who's in a band with Mike Patton, who might take my head off. Mike Patton would kick you to death, mm. and you would not even know it's happening because it would be so lyrical
1: and mm. beautiful. He would break all of your ribs <laughs> as if it were scale.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you start playing a fucking Glockenspiel on your ribs. Yeah,
1: he's gonna break your ankles in Spanish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Roddy Bottom famously dated Courtney Love and said she's the reason why he's gay Mm. um, as well, because she's horrible, according to Roddy Bottom. According to everyone, really. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. Anyway, that solo. Yes. It's one of the first guitar solos I learned as well, so I can totally see why you picked it. Okay. It's a proper, fun you know like empowering like it's kind of moment in the song isn't it like because a... every
1: time like i'm I'm mostly i'm walking on eggshells right now because i'm relying on you to tell me that my picks have been good mm. because as i've previously stated my guitar work is passable and i have a very very mm. limited understanding of music mm. i'm good with singers because i sing as poorly as i sing i sing mm. but i don't do guitar
0: Oh, well, i think you picked an absolute belter for your best choice Okay. Speaking of which, we're going to move on. Uh, Next up, I have Black and White by the DBs. Track me. The DBs with Black and White there. Now, I think that is one of the most underrated songs of all time. I've never heard anyone mention that song. I think that song deserves far more due than that gets. Mm. What do you think of it, Katie?
1: I just like the fact that their album is called Stands for Decibel. Yeah, because they're I- his yeah. DJs. <laughs> I think it was really funny. No, I thought it was a cool solo. It reminds me of something. It's really difficult to pick up in my head, kind of the era. Maybe kind of early Husker Du kind of... Um, yeah,
0: it's like very much inspired by like the birds and shit like that. You yeah, can hear yeah, yeah. that in it, you know. Totally. I think that, that whole song is so well put together. Like the lyrics and everything, like the hooks and the vocal parts and then like... That bit in the second verse where, like, everything else fades out and then the synth kind of mm. line comes in, in the background and stuff like that. And, you know, like, there's so many little, like, moments. It does it has one of my favourite musical devices when they say stop and then cut the music. Oh, I love that. It's so, like, that kind of stuff. I'm just like, yes! That's, you know, it keeps engaging you and drawing you back mm. in. And that solo. Oh! Oh! It fades, like, I, specifically not the last one. The last one kind of edges towards the guitar wanky bit but like it's it's building up towards the end of the song so i'm not that bothered it's mm. also quite clipped mm. so it's it's good still but that first solo kind of slowly builds in and builds in and then it does like it's just doing like some like little repetitive like rhythmic phrases like that but then it, like the way it kicks back into the second chorus mm-hmm. and then all they do is like so the guitar under the chorus of that song Mm -hmm. is like really fucking great it's like really in your face it's really that Mm. but in the first chorus it's just turned down a bit right okay so for the second one they just kick that guitar up a little bit in volume Mm. and it like really boosts the second chorus to sound completely different from Mm. the first yeah I don't know that song's got like all the punk ethos that I love yes
1: that's the kind of vibe I got from it and it seems very it travels it goes places which I enjoy
0: So it's not a static song in the slightest. No,
1: exactly. I was gonna say it doesn't feel very stagnant. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like with a lot of songs, I find a solo is simply used to break up a sense of stagnancy. Mm -hmm. And the fact that a song doesn't really go anywhere—it's just verse, chorus, verse, Uh solo, chorus, end.
0: Yeah. Whereas that, you know, to be fair, it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, chorus, no solo, end. Sorry, that's wrong. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, chorus, uh, solo. So you know, like it's not like the most structurally challenging Mm. but i do think it does flow really nicely yeah and i think the guitar work throughout like even the non solo stuff the refs are fantastic yeah yeah like it's one of these things like the first time i heard i think i actually got recommended it on spotify's discovery thing Mm. and i was like immediately hooked i'm just like oh Mm. oh that sounds like it has that lovely chorusy guitar that sounds like it could be you know from early police or you know stuff like that kind of era of music Mm. sorry
1: it's okay. I don't really have. I I don't really. I can't really contribute here. I'm just sitting nodding, being like, "Oh yeah, mm, yeah, verse, chorus, verse, absolutely." For
0: some reason, it also reminds me a little bit of uh, "Come Up and See Me," by. Um, oh,
1: I can hear that. Yeah. In the
0: kind of boppiness of like you know maybe it's the structure actually or, like it's, it's only the vibe. But it's got that kind mm. of energy to it, and yeah. At the end, everybody's just going fucking mental on in their instruments. Every That bass is like fucking yeah. slapping the, oh. slapping it down, slapping the bass.
1: Oh, that's an old reference from an old <laughs> movie.
0: And fucking the drummer's going ham mm-hmm. and just, you know, smacking everything. Yeah. Smacking everything. Technical drum term, that. Smacking everything.
1: Technical, very. Yeah, no, it does, it does give me big punk vibes. Mm-hmm. Big, big punk vibes. Big DIY vibes as well.
0: It, it like, um, reminds me of shit like the Vapours and you know that kind of new wave era punk.
1: Yeah, like, do you know who it reminds me of? Minutemen.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can hear it. It reminds me of
1: And I, I absolutely love the Minutemen. I mm. really do. Have you ever seen the Minutemen documentary? Oh, what's it called? Something... We Drive Econo, I think it's called. I'm not entirely sure. I'll need to look not it up. Sure. It's really, really good. And it basically describes how the Minutemen would book like midnight slots at studios go in and play every single song in succession even mm. if they fuck it up they just play it in succession Aye. because it was cheaper and like they just tour and sell CDs out their own van and stuff it was very very DIY mm. and it gives me very big vibes of that you oh know, it's very Minutman, DIY then like do it yourself fucking big punk vibes Aye. which I like
0: it's just so short and clipped and well put together no wankery in that at mm. all no masturbatory solos no like, like you know it's just driving mm. and I like that about it it's very good Speaking of driving, I think the next one's quite a driving song.
1: It's who's going to drive you home by the cars? No, it's not. It's not. not. <laughs>
0: don't figure them out with that.
1: <laughs> it's better than the cars. Um, so is it fuck? Right, okay, we can fight about this later. Know. Okay, so this is my choice. And this is East Cobrade's finest Aztec camera with Somewhere in My Heart. <laughs>
0: any use into the take camera
1: right I have a hot take All right, well. yourself. I think that song is as close to perfection as I'll ever get it
0: is up there I have to say
1: it's got a guitar solo it's got a sax solo mm. it's got that wee piano bit mm. like that goes do 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 it's so good
0: you Yeah, I did, but <laughs> I had to commit because I'd forgotten. <laughs> you really had. Yeah. I'm glad you committed so boldly for that. I did,
1: because sometimes you just have to commit and let somebody mm. tell you you're wrong, and that's okay because it's good to be wrong. It's a learning
0: <laughs> It really is. Yes. I agree, that song is close to perfect.
1: It, like It's just, it's so good and I cannot believe it came from East fucking Cobray, the worst place on God's air.
0: The only other thing that place has exported is roundabouts.
1: I'd, I've never been to a place with so many roundabouts. I had to do a delivery in East Cobride a couple of months ago for brownies, right? Loved that somebody bought them. Mm-hmm. Happy to deliver to East Cobride totally fine every single roundabout looked the same and I was like I'm gonna die I mm. hadn't eaten in eight hours I was like I'm gonna die in East Kilbride <laughs> I'm gonna starve to death in East Kilbride my legs were shaking trying to do the clutch I was crying it was so much Just
0: seeing the light coming towards you Aztec cameras playing yeah. do, 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 do.
1: oh if, if Aztec camera were playing and I was dying it would be Killamont Street not Somewhere in My Heart oh really yeah Killamont mm. Street is one of my favourite mm. Aztec camera songs but I do believe Somewhere in My Heart is the closest to perfection I will ever get now let's talk about some riffs like, Some solos, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I keep getting that wrong.
0: And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Every single time we brought it up for the past month, you've been like, I don't know about guitarists. So I was like, that's good because it's not about guitar I
1: know, but I just, I'm not technically minded and they seem like the same thing to me. It's just people playing the guitar. Anyway,
0: I've loved that song ever since I was wee. Yeah. Like, and I didn't know what it was when I was young, young, because mm-hmm. I wasn't really into music until I was about, you know, nine or ten. Yeah. Eight, nine or ten. 2004, what age was I in 2004? Nine. Nine, I would say.
1: It's a right Scottish Mammy's song.
0: I, it was, well, I, I'll tell you what, it was on fourth one all the fucking mm. time growing up. I remember this. They'd be like, it's sort of throwback hour, and they would chuck on Aztec Camera yeah. because it's a fucking bop. And the way, it, like, right, you know, that does, you know, when you actually look at it technically, a song sounds dated as fuck. It's, you know, production wise, mm. it's so mired in the 80s. But then. You know, taking it apart.
1: It's from the nineties, not the eighties. It's from the nineties. I'm fairly sure that Love came out in the nineties. Can I check that? I please, a, please I'm check fairly that. Sure that. But Love that
0: production, I step by that. The production sounds stuck in the eighties. Mm, it's mm. got a fucking sax solo. You know, like and the guitar and everything feels so nostalgic about it.
1: No, you're right. Eighty yeah, seven. Sorry.
0: Yeah, it was late eighties. Everything about the production of that song mm-hmm. sounds like it's in the eighties. Mm-hmm. But then it doesn't even matter. It's a fucking bop. It's such a bop. It's in the same kind of production class as Waiting for a Star to Fall. <gasps> yes! Is it by Boy Meets Girl? Is that, is that the name of that? I I think so. But like, it doesn't matter. Even back in like, the early 2000s, it felt like a modern pop song mm. because it was just so well put together. Mm. The hooks are good, you know, the lyrics are just generic enough to get you straight in there somewhere in my heart but then like the lyrics are good it doesn't matter if they're generic you know ambition and love wearing boxing gloves and singing hearts and flowers is really good yeah it is yeah it's just so well put together and then that solo kicks in it's an absolute face melter it's a Bill and Ted fucking excellent moment built into a fucking amazing pop song yeah
1: but like I think
0: can you not air guitar to that song
1: well we we certainly did
0: I was gonna say like whenever I hear it I'm just like I want to fucking just start fucking two hand tapping you know it's shredding you know like...
1: like that's a song that I'm no expert, as I have made it abundantly Mm. clear. But I don't understand why more people have... You know, like, a lot of times, if there's a good riff in a pop song, Mm -hmm. like, maybe bands who... Sorry, solo, sorry, Sorry? in a pop song, a lot of times, like, maybe metal kind of fans will kind of glow onto it and Mm. be like, okay, that's a good Mm. song because it's got a good soul. I don't understand why that's not been taken up and like translated into other genres because it would do really but maybe it's because it's a niche pop, pop song from scotland from the 80s maybe but... the,
0: maybe it is it's scottish and maybe it isn't as big everywhere else yeah because like i don't know if down south they'll play this as well, much i, I, I don't, don't know.
1: know i don't know how the people feel about Aztec camera like, I, I
0: don't i don't think this is particularly scottish though
1: it's i don't think it is i think there's a lot more Aztec camera songs that are a lot more scottish it's
0: not like rip it up It's still a Scottish song to me. I can still hear Scotland in that. I can still hear Scotland in Travis. Mm. That feels like an ingenious pop song Mm -hmm. that is kind of borderless to me. Yeah, regardless of locale. And like... it does feel timeless even the video's timeless for it that black and white uh, it's
1: kind of sepia kind of yeah yeah
0: yeah uh, yeah it's it's classic and like the saxo is amazing the piano work's amazing just the structure is so good that kind of that bridge that who can heal who's never been as one Mm. and our hearts have been torn since the the day day we we were were born born. just Just like like...
1: everyone from Westwoods Mm. to Hollywood I don't even know where Westwood is. I'm assuming it's somewhere in East Cobride. I'm
0: fairly sure it's California, isn't it? Westwood to Cotley Wood.
1: Sorry, where's Westwood?
0: This is a great bit. Well,
1: it's in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. It's generic enough to be in East Cobride. Let's let's just move on.
0: From the Westwood to the other field. (laughs) (laughs) You can buy time, but you can't yield. I don't know.
1: See, we're we're doing, we're improving on it. Hi. I do. I think it's a great song. And I think that it uh, loves a great album. Hmm. I think Knives a great album as well.
0: Yeah, they're, um, they're a little bit forgotten about now. Yeah, very much so. Are the old Aztec Kama, but partially because they've been associated with your old da. Yeah. that's it. And that's a shame because I don't think they're old da music. Steely Dan's old da music. Aztec Camera's old maw music. It,
1: it, it's kind of, yeah, my mum fucking loves Aztec Camera. When my, when Everybody's maw loves Aztec Camera. When I got my mum and dad's records, my mum was like, right, you need to listen to these three. These are three of my favourite albums. This is knife, this is love, and this is Stray, and you're going to love every single one of them.
0: My mum went around Australia with four albums, and Love was one of them. Yeah. The other was Prefab, Sprout. Oh, dear. And then there was Jesus and Mary Chain. Nice. <sighs> I can't mind the last one, uh-huh. but like genuinely, that was it.
1: We drove to France, and the only album we had was fucking Oasis Hindu Times. Oh
0: God, I'd rather I'd rather have Love. It
1: was absolutely diabolical. We, oh no, that's not true. We drove to we drove to France, and that was true. We drove to Italy, and the only two albums we had were Rod Stewart and The Small Faces. The best of and the best of Meatloaf. Oh God. And after, I like, would do anything for <laughs> Love, but <laughs> I will not do that. After a CD one of Rod Stewart out the window in the middle of Switzerland. <laughs>
0: Some i poor Swiss bastard packing it up being like, Rod Stewart. I don't know why I listen. Bassistats. Bassistats. I was trying to do a Swiss impression. But I then don't know what Swiss people sound like. I was just like, what does Dion sound like? My Swiss cousin. Yeah. <laughs> like...
1: Dion sounds like Dion. Dion doesn't have an accent. That's true. Yeah.
0: Hello Dion. Hope you're doing well. If niche. You ever niche. To this. Right. Next up is my pick. It's a fucking weird pick. It's Transdermal Celebration by Ween. Yeah. Your old weird uncle Win with transdermal celebration.
1: I love weird shit though. I love Primus.
0: I know. Ween are one of those bands that everything's a bit like. What the fuck is? What the fuck did I just listen to? <laughs> think of Ocean Man. Think Ocean of, Man. It, think of anything off Guava. Have you ever heard Push the Little Daisies by Ween? No, I don't think so. Oh god. <laughs> I won't put that all go on a hard sales list okay. if we ever do another hard sales. I'll put Push the Little Daisies on it. We spoil it mm-hmm. there, but. Yeah, no, that's a very recent addition to this list. I popped uh, "Jesse's Girl" by Rick Springfield off the list for this. So, I, you tried uh, to give it to me. Aye, uh, fuck you uh, fuck yourself, Rick Springfield. Uh, if you're listening, try harder next time. I don't
1: think he's listening.
0: I hope Rick Springfield listens to this and knows that he should try harder oh. than writing hit song "Jesse's Girl." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I added that to the list partially because that like little lick in the intro is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That you know it leads the song really mm. nicely, and the song flows really well because of the guitar. It's a mm. guitar-led song, really, isn't it? But it has that kind of weird Ween kind of feel to it, and like the guitar throughout is like really fun. Like the little backing bit in the second verse, like just you know doing kind of kind of, kind of underneath the singing, it's fantastic. That was a song that I heard for the first time earlier this week, I think. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling I heard it years ago, but maybe that's part of it. I immediately you know, wanted to sing along with it. Mm. Every single bit, I was just like, oh, I want to sing along to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like a genius work of like, tricking your brain into some- being nostalgic for something you've never mm. heard before. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. I-, I-, I love that song.
1: You're a ween boy now.
0: I- I'm a ween boy now. I'm going to have to go and listen to the rest of Ween's back catalogue. Oh, no. Good luck with that. Oh, no. <laughs> like the solo itself is pretty, uh, is you know, good. it's cool. It, it's like it's not too face melty but mm-hmm. it, it, it plays up nicely. It comes in as a good burst from silence after the little uh, guitar lead riff. Mm-hmm. And there's like three different things like that can be considered a chorus in that song. Well, there's two. There's two. Not kind of bridge, but that hey hey, mm-hmm. a million miles to Marquee, could kind of be kind of chorusy, but it's also kind of bridgey. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. It's just such a. I love that song. How do you feel about it, Casey?
1: It's fine.
0: It's fine. It's
1: fine. Yeah, I wouldn't ask it to turn it off.
0: Hmm. What do you feel about the boy's voice? Because I think that's the hardest sell of Ween.
1: I don't think it's the hardest sell. Really, his voice is fine. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. There's nothing. There's nothing particularly like here or not there about it. Mm. Not that I'm in any way like you know not sitting here as Freddie Mercury with my mm. eighteen octaves of range, but. No, it's it's good. It's fine. It's it, it, it simply is, but it, it exists. And I'm not asking to turn it off. But I do not think I should be running to my record List store and st- banging on the door and going, "Open up, open up!" I shall. I demand to have Ween records. Mm. I demand it's even in this global pandemic. I demand my <laughs> Ween records.
0: I wanted to pick this one because, like, it's a good exemplification of that late '90s, early 2000s alternate kind of style of guitar solos. Yeah, you know, you'll hear this in stuff by you know ween or like weezer like it, it reminds me of like some of the solos off mm. of the blue album by weezer like i could easily have picked like oh fuck what's that track there's a couple of tracks in pinkerton with mm-hmm. like some nice solos on it and stuff yeah. but yeah. like i wanted to exemplify that for a solo to be note perfect it doesn't need to be necessarily complex mm-hmm. it doesn't need to melt your face it just needs to work melodically mm-hmm. yeah and i think that whole song flows so well mm. partially because the solo works so melodically
1: sure yeah
0: and I think it happens at like just the right moment it doesn't outstay its welcome Mm -hmm. it's just there as like a good piece of music Mm -hmm. to take you to the next part of the song yes 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 now that was a brief segment but uh shall we move on
1: I mean I don't have much to say about transdermal celebrations um I'm all about celebrating over the skin Mm -hmm. not through it Mm. So, yes. <laughs> so, we'll <laughs> move on. Then. Okay. Cool. Okay, well, my next pick is Electioneering by Radiohead. The many highs and lows of uh, Tom York there with Electioneering, <laughs>
0: Radiohead. So, I hope you don't mind me saying this. Yes. When you were struggling to pick songs, yes. you asked for some suggestions. I did
1: very many, like, very of, many times of yes. like
0: bands, you know, or something that you like that yeah. you know that you could pick a solo mm-hmm. from because you you were struggling to define what a solo was. Absolutely, like in terms of some of the stuff you like listen to. Mm-hmm. So I suggested Radiohead, specifically the band's era, because mm-hmm. you know it's, that album is is my favorite Radiohead album, partially because it's just Johnny Greenlee going fucking mental. Ill. Yeah. Um, on the guitar and like from that you got electioneering the most bend sounding song on okay computer yes what do you like about that song then? that Casey? song
1: is the epitome of chaos <laughs> and i love that
0: it is it's like right so the bend is like very big driving guitars mm-hmm. it's very kind of you know 90s Kind of sounding guitars. That's yeah, that was a great impression of a guitar right there. Thank you, thank you so much. Whereas that is just chaos, Mm -hmm. but it's produced chaos. You know what Mm. I mean? Like you can tell.
1: But like, right, okay. So the song obviously is about politics. Mm. Electioneering kind of gives it away a wee bit, right? But I think it kind of it does speak a lot to the kind of organized chaos that is politics. Mm. I mean. A couple of years ago, it was discovered that our Prime Minister fucked a pig's head. Mm. If that's not chaos, I don't know what is.
0: I keep bringing that up and people have forgotten about that already.
1: No, don't forget about it. Don't forget about it. It's David really Cameron put his
0: penis in a dead pig's mouth. Yes. Remember that, children.
1: Remember it. Because they'll try and tell you it didn't happen. And it did.
0: It did. We are... Not hampered by big media here on our tiny, tiny podcast with five listeners. Yeah,
1: the only big media here is Fat Katie. <laughs> <laughs> is
0: that your, is that your new fucking stripper name, Big Media? Big Media. <laughs> <laughs> that would. I tell you what, actually, That would be a great wrestling name.
1: Big Media. Oh
0: my god, it's Big Media. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'd be good at that. Jr. <laughs> i've seen botchamania i understand that reference i like the chaos of it as well with the the last solo in the song yeah where it just... like
0: drops a silence and then suddenly kicks up again yes and it's like you know just it's just like politics It's just when you think the fucking madness is over some bullshit fucking happens yes. and the chaos begins again exactly
1: and it's a really good solo it, it's it really
0: like greenlee's guitar work throughout uh, that song and album yeah are like fucking amazing
1: yeah he's another kind of trent Reznor type where he's translated so smoothly to doing soundtracks you don't even know it's yeah him who's doing it like but he can, did there will be blood and it's phenomenal
0: but you can hear that totally on okay computer yes because is no exit music for films on the bends isn't it no it's on, it's, on okay I think computer. it's on okay computer but now I'm yeah. Gonna yeah. Check no no I'm sorry street spirit fade out is on the bends yes uh exit music for films on this you know yes. like Like a lot of these like more subtle guitar lines Greenlee also pulls off.
1: Well Exit Music was for Romeo and Juliet, was it not? I didn't know that. I'm fairly sure exit music was used in Romeo and Juliet. Like hence it being exit music for for a film. film. Yeah.
0: Like Greenlee's guitar can be bombastic, it can be Mm. like the bends, it can be like, you know, just Mm. but it can also be let down yes where the, there's a lovely like guitar led song yeah but it's more subtle or but it can also be chaotic like this mm. and it is pure like I love the high octane kind of distortion of this like yeah. that. and fucking that bit where Tom York goes ah, 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 like that that's, that's my favourite bit of the song uh, yeah because he's just going fucking mental
1: my favourite bit of the song is listening to everyone singing along to it trying to do the chorus
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I>
1: <laughs> do you do you <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: no, It's it's, it's an absolute great song yeah. on a smashing album.
1: Yeah, it, it feels Enemies
0: kind of, top album of the decade.
1: It feels kind of trite to pick a song off Okay Computer. Right. But like,
0: I I think, you know, Okay Computer has been called overrated mm-hmm. and I can totally see why. mhm I don't know like this is an album that I you know looking at it objectively I should be saying it's overrated mm-hmm. it's fucking not it's it's an absolute masterpiece it's yeah. appropriately loved yeah okay computer is one of these albums that you can only put in a class with something like sergeant pepper's lonely heart clubs band or like you know mm-hmm. paranoid by black sabbath where mm-hmm. they are appropriately loved for being works of genius yeah and you know you might be sick of hearing about them but then when you actually go and listen to them you're like oh no that's a really fucking good album.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I think OK Computer is good.
0: Thank you. That was a hot take right there. <laughs> Thank <you. Thanks. laughs> OK Computer, the album, pretty good.
1: It's pretty. It's pretty, pretty good. Fa- it's pretty fucking
0: <laughs> good. It's not my favorite Radiohead album, is it yours? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, kind of. I really like that, and I like Hail to the Thief as well.
0: I like, yeah, I like Hail to the Thief, and I like the bands is my favorite. Yeah, but then I like that year of Radiohead yeah. when we saw them. They played both The bends and Fate mm. plastic Trees. They played uh, Let Down off this.
1: They did, which was
0: awesome. That was incredible, honestly. Yeah, they were like, I'll be honest, I wasn't into them at all when we saw them and yeah. I came out of that gig and I was like, okay, Radiohead are really fucking good. Yeah, yeah they played Paranoid Android and I was like, ah, oh, you know, like, oh, I've heard this. And like, yeah. I think that, right, that's, that's the thing that's most overexposed of this album is mm-hmm. Paranoid Android.
1: Paranoid Android's not on this
0: album. Yes, it is. Is it? Yes, it is.
1: Oh I, th- oh, I didn't think it was? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, it is. I just checked. Well, I think that, that riff and paranoid androids overplayed, and mm-hmm. I, d- I don't like it very much. Okay. And I think it's a bit cringe. But, um. Why is it a bit cringe? I don't know. For some reason, it feels edgy to me. Okay. Uh, it's partially because of the video. Right. Where it's like, you know, like all these like fucking uh, 90s counterculture shit. But it's so corporately done because it's like bad animation all mm. over the video, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm glad you picked Election Earring and not.
1: Election Earring is my favourite Radiohead song. Is it? Well, that or They're There.
0: I thought you liked earbag.
1: Oh, or earbag, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but earbag doesn't have a discernible kind of riff in yeah, it, Yeah, I was going to say, my favourite Radiohead song. Solo, fuck!
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my favourite Radiohead song is fait Plastic Trees, but that doesn't have a solo in it.
1: Yeah. That's a Fake Plastic Trees what is it really fake plastic trees yeah it's I would have thought you would have picked a deeper cut than that that seems like
0: uh, a... fake plastic trees or
1: I'm not criticising you if that's no, your favourite really song
0: my God. Um, there's no there's an one on the bends but I can't remember it's so the thing is I listen to the bends all the fucking time but I don't <laughs> think
1: it the... is good bends I do
0: actually really like the bends as well.
1: thanks
0: no I'd say it's probably fake plastic trees let down or nice dreams yeah nice dreams a great song it really is it really is Anyway, that's yes, enough, that's enough ranting head. about Radiohead. Here's my last pick, and I'm partially very sorry about this. No, you're fucking not. Yeah, I am. It's the Hero and the Madman by Thin Lizzy. Would once again like to apologise. If you manage to stick with that, well done. There's a method in my madness, right? Huh. That song is quite bad for the majority of it. Quite bad. Okay. Especially the lyrics. The lyrics are terrible. Okay. Honking lyrics in that song. I kind of like the cheesiness of it because it is cheesy. There's, there's no denying that.
1: It just sounds like a Frank Zappa song, though. It does.
0: Like, it goes into like, this is like pushing hard sell territory, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean,. I also kind of thought it sounded like Captain Beefheart as well. Like, yeah, it's got
0: that. Kind of, that's I, that's basically Zappa, isn't it? Giving yeah,
1: um, yeah. I just kind of yeah, I've just repeated myself, haven't I?
0: No, so. no, no. To be fair, it's like a fair comment. It is just that kind of style of seventies rock. Yeah, yeah. And that's on the same album as uh, Whiskey in the Jar. Right, right. It's that kind of you know. It's the deep cut on that album, I would say. And like I think a lot of people would be turned off by like that fucking narrator of mm-hmm. that shit story. He tippy toed to where his woman was is like, you know, the kind of shit lyrics you're getting in that. Is
1: there a drip in your ceiling or are you spitting on me I, there? I think I'm spitting on you <laughs> a wee bit.
0: But that guitar solo at the end is a work of genius. It's a face melter. Mm-hmm. And it, it builds up after a lovely little bass line from Phil Lynette, you mm-hmm. know, like and it slowly builds up and then suddenly kicks back in and that guitar is absolutely screaming. Yeah. It's proper, like, one of my favourite solos of all time. Yeah. And that, saying that despite how much I dislike the rest of the song. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I like it in that kind of Zappa, cheesy way. mm mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not something I would stick on until that end that kicks in. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, that's up there with Mr Crowley. Yeah. That's up there with Crazy Train. That's right. up there with fucking NIB. It's a fucking solo and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's an absolute tour de force of different guitar techniques yeah. as well. Like, it's proper good 70s rock and roll uh, music. Mm-hmm. Katie, yeah. how did you handle The Hero and the Badman yes, I by Thin Lizard?
1: I, it's not really my thing. Thin Lizzy aren't really my thing. But I mean, yeah, like, it's okay.
0: I go through periods of really liking Thin Lizzy oh, yeah. and then not being arsed with him for sure. a wee bit. I really like Phil mm-hmm. Um, I love his voice. I think he's got a great voice yeah. and I think he's a phenomenal bassist. Totally. But a lot of their stuff edges on kind of pretentious for me.
1: I'll be honest, I've never sat down and listened to Thin Lizzy because I've never had the desire to.
0: I like, right. This is going to be like a bit of a travesty. My favourite Thin Lizzy song mm-hmm. is Dancing in the Moonlight. Oh yeah. Do you know it? No. It's it's just a poppy, like 80s, it's like 80s era Thin Lizzy, like mm-hmm. early 80s, and it's just poppy. It's, yeah. a, it's a nice song.
1: Is it as good as, dancing in the moonlight? I would say it's better, everybody. but that
0: song that song has been played to death for me. I work in a shop and it's on the playlist, so I hear that three times a day, every day.
1: Yeah, but do you not like hear it and you're like oh primary seven disco
0: no because i did for a while and now that's gone all joy all joy for that song's gone for me because i used to absolutely love that song Mm. and now no
1: do you know my mum was dancing around the kitchen the other day this is related this Mm. is related Uh, because she needed to get steps up on her counter and um she said to me think about a high temp think about a a fast song think of a fast song Mm. what's that song steps Two, three, four. <laughs> and I was like, do you mean five, six, seven, eight? And she's like, yes, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Linda, for fuck's sake. So we played it and then she said, it's making you think of another one. I said, Cotton Eye Joe. She went, I don't know that song. And then I put it on she was like, if I hadn't been for Cotton Eye <laughs> like dancing around the kitchen, like that was the best day of her life. It was quite something, but that just yeah. reminded me of primary seven discos. So, yeah, yeah, so, I oh, feel yeah. that.
0: Fucking imagine you were at a primary on disco and they played the hero and the madman by Thin Lizzy.
1: I'd I'd be leaving for a capri sun and a small picking mix.
0: I have to say, there's like little bits, little details that I'm like I find hilarious. Like I might, why why would you choose that? Like the vocoder mm-hmm. on. Do you know what a vocoder is? So somebody, yes, Cher
1: uses it extensively.
0: Well, that's auto Cher as well. But, um, Cher
1: uses vocoder extensively. I know what it for is for the
0: layman. It's like a microphone you plug into your synthesizer. It's a setting on your synth and it means you can change the you know, what your voice sounds like. Yeah. So it makes you sound a bit more robotic. It can auto tune you doing that as yeah. well. Uh, as a share's uses of it.
1: Domo arigato. Mr. Roboto.
0: Yeah, that's that's got some vocoder in it. Well, that whole line, that Domo Argato, is in a vocoder, but that little pitch up mm-hmm. line, like they pitched it like two octaves above mm-hmm. for the are are you the hero or are you the madman in the chorus? Mm-hmm. Really reminds me of fucking it's so silly it, like, it takes me out the song a bit and it reminds me a little bit of Big Mouse Strikes Again by the yeah. Smiths where they do the same thing but for some reason it works in Big yeah. Mouse Strikes Again
1: it's just like as a song it's just somebody's D&D adventure
0: it really is
1: like it's genuinely just somebody like at the D&D just like oh yep
0: now, I, I have to say that fucking stoned whoever they got the guy. and the only way to save me says the wizard sends me every time like honestly
1: no I know because you were like giggling away when you were listening to it <laughs> I was
0: just like for fuck's sake man. but then like like that whole song I'm like giggling away at the start and yeah. I'm like you know like, the bass is good and the, the guitar is like yeah. using a wah and like you know making some pretty yeah. like Funky 70s music that's just like still, you know, passably good. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to say, when I'm criticizing this song for being a bit pish, mm-hmm. I'm talking exclusively about like the kind of narration aspect. Yeah. And, like, you know, Phil Lyon, its lines. I do actually like the second verse where it kicks in mm-hmm. and it's like the crowd chanting and narrator is like a bit of a struggle for me, mm-hmm. but Phil Lyon, its lines and that, you know, that uh, but the world's on fire kind of bit, the way he sings that, I'm like, okay, that's good. Uh, it's just, yeah. So it's just kind of vocally the rest of the song is not good Yeah, and then but it ends on that odyssey of a solo and that's an odyssey of a solo so that's my kind of pick you know to represent Neil Young to represent Leonard Skinner to represent all these solos that are mm-hmm. fucking face melting and over a minute long Right. usually if it's Neil Young or Leonard Skinner over three minutes long unnecessary that's why I didn't pick them <laughs> anyway last song of the week Katie
1: dig if you will A picture. (laughs) This is When Doves Cry by Prince.
0: Thank you. Oh my god, I love that song so much. (laughs) That is a face melter or 12.
1: Every single solo in that song. I didn't realise how many of them were The song is just solos sellotape together.
0: It really is. I mean, like, that's Prince's mixing style was, is there space in the mix? I'm going to chuck some fucking shred in there.
1: Do you know what's not here? Hmm. A synth solo, dude I know.
0: Even if it's not a guitar, there's something fucking yeah. going ham in the background.
1: He, I'm pretty sure if you gave Prince like a McDonald's, he'd do a solo on the Big Mac rapper <laughs> after he was finished with it and just put it in a song.
0: That song is like ingeniously mixed as yeah. well. Like honestly, it's like that whole album's perfection. Mm. It's one of the best albums ever recorded. In my yeah, opinion, for sure, for sure. And put together.
1: I've never seen Purple Rain. Have you seen Purple Rain? No, I really we like. We should watch to. Purple Rain. Yes. Yeah. I think just us
0: getting excited about Prince now.
1: <laughs> I think that the ref is as. St-
0: If you're wondering what that noise is, listeners, that is Katie saying riff for the 40th time when she meant to say solo. I can't solo. fucking do this anymore. <laughs> it's the last one, go on.
1: I think that the solo at the start is such a statement of intent, though.
0: I like that it's like straight off, just like fucking bam, like that. And like a lot of that album either starts or ends on solos. Mm. And that's an absolute intro to that song. It's the only solo that we've picked today that is. At right at the start like mm-hmm. right up front yeah. I mean there's a solo later as well but like that the one we're really talking about is the one up front yeah because you're like as soon as like that kicks in you're like oh shit yeah it grabs your attention it's like a, you know a smash cut you're like fuck yeah. what's happening here and then the synth, the drums kick in and then the synth follows yeah. down, and you're just like okay this is a bop
1: yeah Prince is taking you where Prince wants you to go it's not the other way around you're going on a journey with Prince
0: dig if you will a solo
1: mmm hmm. not a riff yeah <laughs>
0: You and I engaged in a riff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a stroke. Um, oh,
1: I'm so fucking mad at myself constantly saying riff. I really like that. I really, really enjoy that. I love mm. Prince so much though. I'm really sad that I wasn't Super Into Prince when he was alive.
0: Yeah, I didn't get into Prince till like two years ago and yeah. I'm gutted that, you know, I never got a chance to see him.
1: Yeah, because my parents aren't Super Into Prince. Near am I. Is, like kind of weird to me because it seems like music my dad would certainly be into because mm. he loves mm. that kind of genre-defying Artist.
0: Artist. Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not an Ottawa, it's a... What would you call that in terms of... You know, Ottawa, you know, an a director, it's like a visionary. I don't know, Prince. Prince, yeah.
1: Yeah, or Beck.
0: Uh,
1: don't you start...
0: Uh, don't, don't start don't, with me. Don't try and put Beck in the same league as no, Prince. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, much.
1: I'm not. There's a league table and Prince is at the top.
0: And uh, Beck is down at the bottom. No, no, he, he's not the re-
1: He's not in the relegation zone.
0: He has, uh, he's below Ozzy Osbourne...
1: No, he's in the middle, having a fun time singing songs in Spanish mm-hmm. to like fucking reggae beats and stuff. It's great. Yeah, no, I really like that song. It, that was another one you helped me kind of pick because you suggested "Let's Go Crazy." Yeah, which I do love. Daily beloved. End. Yeah, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life.
0: Because that song ends on a fucking face melter of a yeah. solo, and that but that ends in a very traditional solo. Mm. That ends on like a blues, rock, a rock and roll blues solo where it, it's a burst at the end of the song and somebody yeah. like, kicks in he's fucking going ham as fuck and then the rest of the band kick and go whereas this is more interesting, this yeah. is more Prince doing his own thing, I love that it's not rooted in any form or genre no. set before it it is,
1: it's simply Prince
0: it is When Doves Cry yeah, it says. which is probably his most famous song right?
1: I would say so, yeah. yeah. I think that's... Or Purple Rain.
0: Yeah, Purple... I keep putting on Purple Rain and Mark and everybody loves it.
1: Oh, but it's so good.
0: That album's fantastic. Yeah. Like, honestly. He, he could have just made this album and then never made music again and he would have, you know, had his contribution to Yeah, music.
1: I don't think he could have lived, though.
0: No. He's like David Bowie. He had to create and create and create up until, you yeah. know, he passed. You know, like, and I respect that. Yeah. In totally. terms of creatives. Yeah. Like, I understand that. Absolutely. I, I feel similarly. I'm nowhere near as good, but I, I need to put things together and I need to make things. Yeah, absolutely. And Some
1: people are driven by creativity. And I think Prince was definitely one of those people, as was David oh, Bowie. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: Even like his appearances and stuff like New Girl. Which, uh-huh. which is like, right, New Girl's a good Pesh show. Mm. And apparently... Like I, I love like the mystique. He has that kind of old school celebrity to him that Nick Cage kind of falls in this. They like yes. to just do. They used to like to just do shit to kind of build a mystique, mm-hmm. build you know an enigma around their character. Yes, and yeah, uh, his appearance in New Girl because he just apparently emailed the, the writers and was like, like I got his assistant too, obviously because Prince doesn't fucking email. Prince
1: anybody. doesn't email. Hundred percent. Prince doesn't email.
0: He's, he's not like, Billy Idol. No, no, he's not. He's not on the forums like Billy Idol. Exactly. He was just like, Here, Prince is a fan. He'd, he'd like to show up in an episode. And they're like, Cool, Jot is to write a character. He's like, No, he wants to be Prince. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up and plays Prince and does a song.
1: But that's the thing, though. Prince characterized himself, though, didn't he? By that's being it. the artist formerly known as Prince. Despite that Prince is his name. Yeah. Prince was his name. His yeah. name, you know. But he was like, OK, don't call me Prince anymore. I've transcended Prince. Now I'm back to Prince. The only mark I've left of my name being a symbol is this guitar that I will play, mm. despite it being probably so uncomfortable and just poking me in the balls 24 7. That guitar
0: is an aesthetic.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's such a vibe. It's so cool. And
0: everything he did was an aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including his number one song, Bat Dance.
1: <gasps> love Bat Dance. <gasps> the, the, Roller vale. Skating Prince.
0: <laughs> the, the, Vicky Vale. Love it. I love it. It's yeah no Prince is the fucking man, mm. and I don't think he gets enough appreciation in terms of metal scenes. Yes. I could I could be wrong in that. I could be wrong because you know people when they talk about the best guitarists of all time do often put Prince up there, mm-hmm. and I do think he's up there. I think he's a very clever musician. I don't know if I would put him up there as the best guitarist, mm-hmm. but he's definitely up there as a musician mm. and one of the most creative musicians going. Sure. And I don't know if that's necessarily present in all his guitar work because a lot of his guitar work is very rooted in genres and stuff already created like his blues kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it is very blues inspired but growing up as a guitarist and i play guitar i should have probably say this at the top i played guitar since i was nine mm-hmm. i was never introduced to prince mm-hmm. i was never put forth prince up there with jimmy hendrix mm-hmm. or tony iomi or you know like iron maiden or jimmy page from led zeppelin i think he's left out the conversation because his music doesn't fit into a rock mold or metal mold mm-hmm. Or you know, like a kind of heavier mold, because his music, his pop music, is is guitar is kind of dismissed sometimes, mm-hmm. and I think that's completely unfair.
1: But there's a th- there's that kind of thing in the metal community of, and I'm generalizing massively here, but mm. like just dismissing pop music.
0: There's more of a thing in the metal guitar community specifically. Mm-hmm. Depends on what aspect of the metal community you're at, and there is that. I'm not denying that exists. But, for example, I went to see Devin Townsend, mm-hmm. he did a DJ set before and he played the Venga Boys and lots of pop songs mm-hmm. and everybody was dancing like it was a lot yeah. of fun. But then I think Devin Townsend fans tend to, because his music's a bit more out there, mm-hmm. speaking of an amazing guitarist by the way, tend to kind of have a more broader take on music yeah. because his music is a bit more all-encompassing. Absolutely. It can go from very heavy to very acoustic to very, you know, weird, like,
1: yeah. I mean, just from my own kind of perspective, growing up as a music snob, I do find the worst snobbery I've encountered has been from metal fans. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. The, the pretension.
1: Who, who I love deeply and who, you know, like, I, I do really like, and there's a lot of metal music I really like, and so, some of my best friends are metal fans, oh, some you, of you know, fans. but like...
0: I grew up as a metalhead, and I dismissed a lot of pop music. yeah. But I was luckily enough, like I got into music via four bands, really: mm-hmm. Franz Ferdinand, Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. Green Day, and The Killers mm-hmm. were kind of my route into music. So I had like a good enough kind of mix of mm-hmm. pop in there to keep me grounded, yeah. I think. But there was a few years where I was just like, "Oh, is it not Lamb of God? If it's not as heavy as Lamb of God or Arch Enemy and Angela Glossa's voice, you know." Uh, That kind of wanky. Yeah,
1: I think though... If
0: it's not like smacking you in the face, mm, it's not good music. Yeah. I grew out of that quite quickly.
1: Yeah, I think pop music is dismissed as something that's temporary.
0: Yeah, and I don't agree with that.
1: Yeah, something that's kind of throwaway.
0: Aye, disposable.
1: Yeah, thank you, that's the exact word I was looking for. And like, Prince is not disposable. No,
0: that album is essential mm-hmm. I think that should be on every bit. like you know if I was to make a list of 50 albums which so I will at some point in my life because that's just the way my brain works. Okay where, High Fidelity where, I know but that's, that is genuinely how my brain works. If you ever read the book High Fidelity that list thing? That's mm-hmm. me. Yeah If I ever had to make a list of 50 albums that you had to listen to in your time that you're allotted mm-hmm. this would be on there. Yeah This would be so far on there. Yeah like I, I yeah I, I think it's especially if you're a guitarist, this album's an essential piece of listening because it shows you you don't need to be into your wanky metal or your jazz or you know like all this stuff where the guitar is very complex, mm. but some of the music's a bit more unapproachable. Yeah, I think you can still write a good sort of pop song and have a fucking a solo in it.
1: Oh yeah, I'd see also somewhere in my heart.
0: Yep, see when doves cry. Yeah. See somewhere in my heart. See uh, let's go crazy. Mm-hmm. See Santana and Rob something on. Just
1: like a under a moon.
0: <laughs> so that's it for this week. That's the Guitar Wank episode over for now. <sighs> we'll come back to it at some point. Oh no. In the far, far, far future <laughs> to give Katie Thank some you. peace.
1: My head hurts. So.
0: Our next episode theme is Joyous Jams. Now, I want songs that exude exuberance. Just songs that make you feel ethereally happy when they come on.
1: I am going to pick songs that feel like warm sunshine on your back.
0: Yeah. I want songs that lift you up when you're at your bleakest point. And we did the Melancholy Masterpieces mm-hmm. last year because last year, let's be honest, was a shit out of the year. Mm-hmm. We need to to get past this and to get through this shit time that we're in. Yes. We need to make positive steps. So tell me the music that makes you feel positive. Yes. On Twitter, at 8TracksPodcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can leave it in the comments on YouTube. I don't think there's comments on Spotify. There's Apple. not. I don't. I don't know how they work. But um, you're
1: getting more steely done by the minute.
0: I think there's um, comments on Acast, where yeah. where we are actually hosted. If you fancy listening to us on there too, yeah. So thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, sluts. <laughs> Thanks, sluts. <laughs> right, Stacey. Wash your hands. See so you, mum,
1: you lover. Bye. Bye.